lights out. Everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lights Out Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Today is the very last episode of 2022. And for the last episode of the year, going to be diving into some cryptozoology, specifically focusing on a cryptid known as the Black Shuck. The Black Shuck is supposedly a demonic dog that roams and terrorizes the countryside of Eastern England to this day. Lots of very creepy encounters with this cryptid and a very, very intriguing history which we'll be getting into here in just a moment. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to thank all of you out there for making 2022 such a big year for Lights Out. 2022 is full of ups and downs for me, but I'm so happy to be ending the year on a high. There's so much to look forward to going into 2023. Austin will be joining me starting our first episode back in the new year. And I'm just so excited about that because it's been a while that I've been here recording by myself along with Annabelle, but I'm looking forward to where the show's going to go with my new co-host and producers. And I just want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show, listening, watching. It really means a lot to me. This has been by far my favorite project I've ever worked on, and I'm so excited to see where it goes into the future. But with that being said... Let's dive into the very spooky Black Shuck. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PDS Debt and Stamps.com. So to understand the Black Shuck, we have to first take a look at the history of dogs. The history of domesticated dogs date back to 10,000 BCE, and the first known European dog dates back to 7,538 BCE. At first, dogs were used for work and hunting, and they shared our bonfires in the night. And during the day, they helped herd sheep and hunt birds. They were also great for protecting their territory, so we brought them into our homes, and eventually they became man's best friend. And these four-legged creatures have walked by our sides for thousands of years since. Dogs can be funny, affectionate, and extremely loyal. But poorly trained dogs, or dogs found out in the wild, can be dangerous and vicious. After all, they're descendants from wolves. They're carnivores that can hunt almost anything with a beating heart and rip it to shreds. So most of us know that dogs can be the greatest creatures, or the most vicious beast, depending on which one we come across. And there's one specific beast that's made a name for itself over the centuries. A demonic hound known as the Black Shuck. Through the years, this beast has gotten many names in English folklore. It's been called the Black Shuck, Old Shuck, Trash, Striker, Hooter, Shug Monster, Padfoot, Galley Trot, or simply Shuck. Depending on where you live in England, you'll probably have a different name for this beast, but its most popular name is the Black Shuck. The term Black Shuck comes from the Anglo-Saxon word Skuka, which means devil or demon. It often lurks in the darkness along the coastline and countryside of England in East Anglia. The history of this land dates back centuries. In the Anglo-Saxon kingdom of East Anglia, 
was established in the 6th century. No one knows how long the Black Shuck has roamed this area, and it's commonly believed that this black dog is the ghostly remains of an ancient spirit. Those who have seen the beast claim that he's a large black hound, sometimes as large as a horse. It has shaggy fur, large red eyes, and sharp white teeth. Drool or foam can be seen coming out of its mouth. Sometimes the hound's eyes are burning or glowing with the intensity of fire. Some accounts even describe the dog as having two heads, or even not having a head at all. The beast is often seen coming out of the wilderness and occasionally walking along public footpaths. And even if you don't see the beast, it can be identified by its blood-curdling howls in the middle of the night. They say the sound is hard to describe, but once you hear it, you know that it's the black shuck. Besides its shrieking howl, the hound is known to be completely silent. It can move through the British countryside without making a sound. The soft pads on his paws make him completely silent. So even people who are well aware of their surroundings can become victims to the black shuck's attack. Some travelers might get excited to see the black shuck out on their hikes through the wilderness. But some believe that even just spotting the hound is an omen of bad luck, or even worse, death. If the black shuck doesn't kill you then, death might be coming for you soon after. Many also believe that the black shuck is a form of a hellhound. Hellhounds are mythological creatures that embody a guardian or a servant of the devil or the underworld. They're known all over the world, but they have different names. One of the best known examples is Cerberus from Greek mythology. This was a multi-headed dog that guarded the gates of the underworld and prevented the dead from leaving. He has three heads, a serpent tail, and several snakes that protrude from his body. But most hellhounds are commonly black, overgrown, supernaturally strong, and have red flaming eyes. Their descriptions depend on what part of the world that they're in. Some can even shapeshift into horrific creatures, like a priest's body with a dog's head, or a large dog that changes into a headless man on fire. Some have seen the black shuck with one flaming eye, like a cyclops, but the black shuck slightly changes with each story. And one of the oldest stories of the beast dates back hundreds of years. One hellhound in France was said to have materialized out of thin air in the middle of a church when the doors were shut. At that moment, the entire church was shrouded in darkness, and the beast walked up and down the pews like it was looking for someone specific. When the hound didn't find what it was looking for, it suddenly vanished. Stories like this are common with hellhounds. Witnesses often see the beast appear and vanish within a moment. They leave the victims with only a threat. But hundreds of different stories, names, and descriptions of the beast exist all over the world. One of the strangest things about Black Shuck is its interaction with humans. Its behavior can range from nice and pleasant to angry and aggressive depending on who crosses its path. Some think this might be because the Black Shuck represents many spirits in the wilderness, and each one has different interactions with strangers depending on who it is. Some see these hounds as guardians of the land, while others see it as a constant threat that terrorizes the people nearby. In Suffolk, the Black Shuck is seen as a guardian spirit that helps people when they are lost or in need. But in other areas, the beast is seen as an omen that brings misfortune to whoever sees it or hears it. But the beast doesn't necessarily attack their victims. 
Sometimes it waits for the person to get distracted so it could vanish into thin air, like a flame going out, or sink into the earth beneath its feet and return to hell. The earliest accounts of people who have come across the Black Shuck began in the British Isles. Some stories date all the way back to the 12th century, and some of the newest stories date up to the last 100 years. It's most likely that people still experience the Black Shuck today. They either keep their stories secret, fearing that death might take them soon, or they don't even realize that they've crossed paths with a hellhound. Most of the historical encounters are either random sightings or fatal encounters, and one of the first sightings goes back to the year 1127. The narrator says that no one should be surprised at the truth of what he's about to tell. He says it was even common knowledge that these beasts roamed the countryside. Traveling monks had arrived at Peterborough Abbey, and they had seen huge huntsmen dressed in black that rode on large horses and black he-goats through the woods. Hounds with jet black eyes could be seen running alongside them. They were seen in the Deer Park of Peterborough, and in the woods that stretched all the way to Stamford. In the night, the monks and Abbey could hear the huntsmen sounding their horns and the dogs howling deep in the forest. And as time passed, they noticed that these strange beings mysteriously disappeared right around Easter. Another sighting happened around the same time, and it tells of a young servant boy who worked in Bungay Castle. This is an old castle built in 1100. It's said that the beast appeared to the boy out of nowhere, and the beast put so much fear into the servant boy that he died of shock soon after. These early stories are short, but they've survived for almost a thousand years, and they're still told to this very day. One of the most famous encounters occurred in 1577 in the village of Blaethburg. There's a parish church known as the Holy Trinity Church. This town is known as one of the earliest Christian sites in East Anglia. Deep roots of Christianity exist here, and the earliest church dates back to the year 654. The Holy Trinity Church was built sometime in the 1100s. It stands as a large stone structure with one large pillar towering over the front side. Decorative windows line the walls and wooden angels hang from the ceiling. Over the centuries, this church underwent a series of disasters, and the most dramatic one came on August 4th, 1577. A storm was passing through during a morning service. It was a storm the locals had never seen before. Thunder shook the walls when lightning struck the top of the church. During mass, lightning kept pummeling the steeple, and the congregation thought that this was the end of days. They kneeled in their pews, praying for God to save them. And right as one last clap of thunder startled the people inside, the front door swung open and a massive dog charged in. Since it made almost no noise when it ran, many did not notice the beast. Only a few people saw the beast charging up the aisle. It ran up the nave past several pews. A group of people dodged out of the way, and the hound eventually stopped when it found its victims. The beast's eyes glowed with fire as he pounced on top of a man kneeling deep in prayer. With one bite, he lashed onto the man's throat and twisted it. And with no hesitation, the beast then lunged toward a young boy nearby, and he killed the boy just as quickly as the man. Strangely, the two bodies of the victims remained in a kneeling position like they were in a state of prayer, but their throats were mangled, and blood showered their clothes. The congregation watched the horror unfold, but no one ran. They concentrated even harder on their prayers, hoping God would save them, 
from the terror they had just witnessed. The storm still surged and one last gust of wind forced the church steeple to collapse through the roof. The beast sensed danger as the roof began to cave in, so it charged towards the exit and bolted through the door. It left several scorch marks behind on the north entrance which can still be seen at the church to this very day. Some call these marks the devil's fingerprints. Ironically, some believe that these scorch marks came from candles used during a ceremony to protect the church from curses. But either way, this was the moment the black shuck began making a name for itself in England. And a famous verse has immortalized the event, quote, All down the church, in midst of fire, the hellish monster flew in passing onward to the choir. He many people slew. After terrorizing the Holy Trinity Church, the Black Shuck wasn't done with his streak of terror. On the same day, the thunderstorm had rolled over to St. Mary's Church in Bungay, which is about 12 miles away. The Black Hound appeared there too, and it attacked several of the congregation members inside. Two of them died and another was injured. Their surviving victim walked away with severe burns on his hands that many believe he had gotten from just touching the Black Shuck's fur. The Black Shuck made such an impression on the town of Bungay, they ended up adding the Black Shuck to their official coat of arms. And they even named their football team the Black Dogs. For this area and the surrounding towns, the appearance of the Black Shuck began to increase over time, and his infamy grew. The legend of the Black Shuck was also cemented into history by the poet Sir Walter Scott. He once mentioned the beast in an old poem. It said, For he was speechless, ghastly wan, like him of whom the story ran, who spoke the specter, hound, and man. Since Sir Walter Scott had such an impact on European literature, this legend of the specter hound spread even further by the 1800s. In 1890, a young boy ran home to his family. He burst through the front door out of breath and confused. His clothes were soaking wet and he ran to warm himself by the fire. When they asked what had happened, he said he had swam out into the North Sea. Confused, his family asked why he would do something like that. He explained that a giant black dog with flaming eyes had chased him to the shore, and the only way to escape the beast was to swim out into the sea. So he swam as far as he could, but the hound paced back and forth across the shore waiting for him to return. The boy kept swimming. He swam out as far as he could, but his limbs grew weak and it was hard to breathe. He soon realized that if he stayed out there any longer, he would drown. But luckily, when he looked back at the shore again, the hound had disappeared. Another encounter tells of a midwife in the 1930s. She was on her way home from work, heading towards Essex. She often rode her bike along the narrow winding pathways to get back to her home, when all of a sudden out of the forest came a large black dog, running full speed ahead. It was larger than any other dog she had ever seen. When she noticed the dog was heading straight toward her, she began pedaling as hard as she could. But the distance between them began closing in, and right as the black dog caught up to the back wheel of her bicycle, it snapped its jaws and suddenly vanished into thin air. Other encounters don't have specific dates, but their stories have been passed along for many, many years. One story takes place in Lyme Regis and West Dorset. Out near a family's old farmhouse, they once saw the black shuck prowling around the property at night. They had seen it come by several times, but it didn't do any harm. It kept to itself, sniffing the grass and circling the property. 
until one day the man who owned the farmhouse got extremely drunk. He became sick of the hound wandering around his property day after day. He went over to his fireplace and took out a metal poker. The pointed end had been sitting in the hot flame. So when he took it out of the fire, the end smoldered red hot. He then unlocked the front door and charged at the beast at the edge of his property. Once he got close enough, the black shuck dodged out of his attack and headed into the front door of the farmhouse. The man heard the hound climbing up his stairs and he chased after it. Once he got up to the second floor, he watched as the beast bolted up through the ceiling hatch and made its way into the attic. In a drunken stupor, he followed the dog up into the attic. But by then, the beast had mysteriously vanished. A few of the dog's hairs remained scattered around the attic. But all the man found was a pile of silver and gold stashed away. Supposedly, if you ever come across an old farmhouse in Lyme Regis, the beast can still be seen today, wandering around. Some have seen it bolting across nearby streets or crossing pathways, but it's never attempted to enter the farmhouse again. Another story tells of a black dog out in the Isle of Man. The beast had been spotted near Peel Castle, an old castle originally constructed by Vikings. They built up wooden fortifications around old Celtic religious buildings and a cathedral. Hundreds of years later, the major walls were built of red sandstone, and they still stand today. But unlike the rest of the castle, the cathedral didn't stand the test of time. The roof is now completely missing, and all that's left are stone walls and windows. Beneath the cathedral ruins, there lies a crypt that runs 34 feet long. Tombs of dead bishops and monks still rest there. No one knows when the black shuck was first spotted there, but as the legend goes, anyone who sees the black shuck here will soon die. In the areas near Leeds, Pudsey, Bradford, Wakefield, and some of Staffordshire, the black shuck is better known as Padfoot. This is also the beast that inspired the nickname for Sirius Black in the Harry Potter series. Padfoot is similar to the black shuck in many ways. He's large with black fur. He has huge glowing red eyes, and many believe he has a connection with the devil. He also has a connection with electrical storms, crossroads, barrows, and places of execution, as well as ancient pathways. Some say this beast can even turn invisible. But you can just barely hear its soft footsteps if you listen closely. If you ever find yourself walking down an empty path in the middle of a forest and you hear soft footsteps of a dog, Padfoot might appear in front of you. In one story, a villager was caught off guard by the beast appearing in front of him on a narrow path. He tried to beat the hound with his walking stick, but when he tried to make contact with the beast, the walking stick swung through the creature like it was made of air. This would terrify anyone, so the man ran home. Not long after this encounter with the beast, he came down with a severe illness and died, and many believe this was Padfoot's revenge on the man. In northern English folklore, the monstrous black dog is known as Barghest. The name is thought to come from the term town ghost or bear ghost. One famous case reported that this beast was often seen by a remote gorge named Trawler's Gill in Yorkshire. As the story goes, a man ventured up a limestone hill nearby because he wanted to see if he could summon the beast in an act of ritual magic. The man's friends and family had seen him leave the town and head towards Trawler's Gill but he never returned. A day later, they found a trail of blood that led to his lifeless body out near the gorge. His chest had been shredded apart by something with claws and sharp teeth. The wounds even cut down to the bones of his ribcage. 
These black dogs of England are also known to protect burial chambers of awful people who have been put to rest. In the 1600s, there was a man by the name of Richard Cabol. He was a squire who lived on the southeastern edge of Dartmoor, and he was known by the locals as Dirty Dick. He was an avid hunter, and the townspeople described him as a monstrously evil man. He gained a notorious reputation, and supposedly he sold his soul to the devil. There were also rumors that spread that he had murdered his wife Elizabeth inside of a church. Many believed that he had killed his wife as a sacrificial killing to the devil, so he could gain immortality. But he never achieved immortality since he died on July 5th, 1677. His body was then placed inside a tomb in the village of Buckfastleigh, and it's still there to this day. On the night when they buried him, they saw a phantom pack of hounds that gathered near his tomb and began to howl. From that day on, locals saw Richard's ghost return to the world of the living on the anniversary of his death. He would then lead the pack of phantom dogs across the moor and take them hunting. And when they weren't out hunting, they could be found roaming around his tomb, howling and shrieking in the night. The locals tried to finally lay his soul to rest by constructing a large building around his burial site, and another huge stone slab was placed on top of his tomb but the hounds can still be seen and heard, howling in the night despite all of this. This isn't the only place of death where ghostly hounds protect the land of the dead and awful men. In 1751, within the parish of Tring, an older woman named Ruth Osborne was suspected of witchcraft. And in those days, they used the infamous water test, where they would dunk a suspected witch into a body of water repeatedly until they drowned or confessed to being a witch. If they confessed, then they were then executed or burned at the stake. In this case, the woman didn't confess. A local chimney sweep by the name of Thomas Colley was the man who had first accused Ruth of being a witch. He then gathered up a mob of people, charged into a local workhouse, and seized Ruth Osborne and her husband. After they beat her, they dragged Ruth through the mud to the nearest body of water and dragged her through it. Thomas then grabbed a large stick and forced her body down into the water until she drowned. By then, the trial and execution of witches had been repealed almost 20 years earlier. So the local authorities then took Thomas Colley and hanged him by the neck. To set an example for what happens to witch hunters, the authorities then displayed his dead body for all to see. After his body began to decompose, they eventually took him and buried him. But it was at this spot where a black dog with chains would later be seen. The village schoolmaster had just returned home from abroad when he had heard what had happened to Ruth and Thomas. The schoolmaster was returning home late one night in a carriage. When they approached the location where they had hanged Thomas's body, the schoolmaster and the driver noticed a small fire along a ditch nearby. The driver of the carriage pulled it to a stop, and both men saw the fire explode with a bright flash. Out of the flames came a giant dog with long ears and eyes of fire, and they watched as the dog seemed to smile at the men before disappearing like a smoldering flame. Places that have traumatic histories like this are known to attract the Black Shuck. And like the Gallows, prisons have also been a hotspot for sightings. Newgate Prison in London has had Black Shuck sightings for the last 400 years. The dog is usually seen around places where they had carried out executions, and the first Black Shuck sighting in Newgate Prison dates back to 1596. A local scholar had been accused of witchcraft and sent to prison, and as he awaited trial, they threw him into a cell with several other inmates. The cell was dark and damp. The scholar could see that these other men hadn't washed themselves or been fed in days. They looked gaunt and sick, and they eyed him like a fresh meal. 
They eventually teamed up and beat the scholar to death, and then ate him. After this happened, the black shuck appeared in the prison hallway just outside their cell. The inmates became so terrified, they waited for the chance to assault the prison guards, steal the keys, and escape the prison. Even though they escaped prison, they sure couldn't escape the wrath of the black shuck. The beast eventually found and hunted down each of the men that had escaped, and the beast proceeded to kill every single one of them. Since then, the prison has been demolished, but the dog has been known to prowl around where the execution area once was. So luckily, not every sighting of the Black Shuck has to do with death, evil spirits, and demonic conjuring. Another story from the Isle of Man mentions a guardian black dog that prevented the deaths of several sailors. There was a fishing boat waiting in Peel Harbor, and several fishermen were aboard, but they were waiting for their skipper to command the crew on a night of fishing. They ended up waiting several hours. Eventually, the sun rose and the skipper never showed up. In the early morning, the men watched as black clouds rolled in and a violent storm came through the harbor. Lightning and thunder rumbled and the waves grew 10 to 20 feet tall. If the men had sailed out to sea, their small fishing boat would have capsized and they would have all drowned. When the skipper finally got to the dock and found his crew, he explained why he didn't make it in time. He said he had left his house in the night and headed towards the harbor, but he heard what sounded like a giant metal chain dragging across the street. And that's when in front of him, a giant black dog blocked his path. He wore a large collar and attached to the collar was a broken metal chain that hung from his neck and dragged across the ground. The dog growled and foamed at the mouth and its eyes turned red. The man tried to take a different path through a different alley, but every way he turned, he could hear the chain dragging across the street and the black dog always appeared in front of him. The skipper took this as a sign to go back inside his home. He thought the dog would eventually move on, but whenever he looked out the window, he saw the giant dog waiting for him. So the man decided to stay in for the night, even though he knew his sailors were waiting for him. And luckily by the morning, the dog was gone, and the violent storm had rolled through. The skipper had first seen the giant black dog as an omen. But when the storm cleared and he found his men safe in the harbor, he realized that the black dog had actually saved their lives. If he had met up with his men and taken off for his fishing trip that night, the storm would have most definitely killed them all. In Jersey near the coast of northwest France, they know the specific dog as the Black Dog of Bouley Bay. There's a tiny harbor on the north coast, and the town sits beside green cliffs with standing shelves that descend into dark blue waters. Here, many believe that if they see a large black dog with a chain hanging from its neck, a violent storm isn't far off. Others around Britain have also seen the black dog as a sign of protection. Out in the countryside of Somerset County, they see the black shuck as a sign of good fortune. If children see a large black dog while they're playing out in the rolling hills, they believe they're being protected from danger. Another story mentions a man in the 1900s walking through a dark forest path in the evening. While he was walking, a giant dog appeared at his side. It was about half the size of a calf. The man thought it was strange, but the dog seemed friendly enough. He walked beside him in silence until he made it through the forest and then this dog vanished into the darkness. Later in the night, the man made the trip back through the woods to head home, and the black dog reappeared by his side. And again, he followed beside him until he reached the edge of the forest. At first, this seemed pretty insignificant. The man thought the dog just wanted some company as they walked through the forest, or maybe the dog was lost. It wasn't until years later when the truth was finally revealed. Two local prisoners had asked for a priest so they could confess their sins, 
and during their confessions, the men mentioned one night a few years back, they were hidden in the forest and they planned on murdering and robbing a man who walked in the woods. They picked him out because it was dark and he was alone and no one else was around. But suddenly, the two men watched as a massive black dog appeared by the man's side. They realized it was too dangerous to attack the man with a giant beast nearby. So they waited in the forest, hoping the man would come back through alone. The man did return later in the night, but once again the large dog was by his side, so the two men decided not to attack him. The man would never know how the black shuck protected him that night. Of course, it could have all been a coincidence, but the appearance of the dog seemed intentional, especially since the dog showed up again when the man returned to the forest. Most of these encounters of the black shuck have been passed down through generations, and many of these stories are hundreds of years old. In the last century, sightings of the black shuck have been rare, but first-hand encounters still happen. One encounter happened to a World War II survivor when she was a young girl. She had encountered the black shuck one summer evening. Her parents had sent her to bed, but she wasn't tired. The late summer sun was still up, and like any kid, she didn't want to go to bed. But she knew she couldn't leave her room or her parents would yell at her. So she sat at the edge of her bed, playing with the brass ornamental bedposts. She stared out the window and watched the sunset. When all of a sudden, she noticed a strange scratching noise on the opposite side of the room. As she looked over, a giant dog appeared by the fireplace and walked toward the bed. It almost looked like the dog had emerged from the fire itself. On all fours, it stood about four feet high. It walked around the edge of the bed and sat between the young girl and her bedroom window. It sat there for a moment before walking back around the bed towards the bedroom door. And as it paced across the floor, it swung its head toward the young girl and stared directly at her. She vividly remembered that its eyes were giant red orbs that began to glow from the inside, like a red light bulb that has just been turned on. The young girl was terrified, but she stayed in her place on the bed. As this dog stared at her, its mouth opened and it began panting heavily. The girl could feel the heat from its mouth. It was like a hot gust of wind with each breath. As it turned and headed to the door, the dog then evaporated into thin air, and the young girl sat there in shock and she was too scared to crawl underneath the covers of her bed, so she just sat there for a while. She thought she might have been dreaming, but she could hear her mother and a guest sitting outside the bedroom window in the garden talking to each other, and she could hear the bell ringing from the local fish cart that traveled through the village. Her surroundings were all too real for this to be a dream, and this memory would stick with her forever, even through her adulthood during the terrors of World War II. Hundreds of other accounts of black shuck encounters exist. Some are more verified than others. They cover single-person experiences with the beast and sightings from large groups of people. A UK historian named Ivan Bunn once recounted a sighting of the hound in 1893. In Rockland, Norfolk, one night a man and his friend were in a car driving down the street when suddenly right in front of them, a massive beast stood in the middle of the road. The friend in the passenger seat screamed and told the driver to swerve, but the driver pushed on, straight ahead. He knew that swerving was more dangerous than a collision with animals on the road, but the driver didn't realize that this wasn't no ordinary animal. As the front of the car smashed into the beast, the air surrounding it exploded with fire, and a horrible stench of sulfur filled the air. After the impact, the car spun into the side of the road, and the entire front of the car was completely smashed to pieces. When the friend looked over at the driver, his body was mangled and his skin was burned severely. He had died almost instantly. And the dog was nowhere to be found. 
Besides first-hand encounters, many claim the beast isn't real because there isn't much evidence, especially physical evidence. But that changed a few years ago. The only physical evidence of the black shuck has been a mysterious grave uncovered in Suffolk. In May of 2014, archaeologists uncovered the skeleton of a seven-foot-long dog, and they believed that it weighed over 200 pounds. Its body was unearthed in the remains of an ancient Lyston Abbey. This site is only a few miles from the two churches where the black shuck was seen during the thunderstorm in August of 1577. The remains were found in an unmarked grave and it was buried only 20 inches deep. Some of the pottery fragments that were found nearby dated back to the 1500s, and many believe this might just be the remains of the notorious black shuck. But like a game of telephone, the legend of the beast has changed depending on location and time. Many of its traits have stayed the same over the centuries. Whether these encounters are simply real dogs wandering the British countryside, or spirits that have manifested into the real world, that's for you to decide. The legend of the Black Shuck lives on, and with this many stories through the years, many believe there has been some level of truth to the existence of the Black Shuck, the notorious demonic dog from the pits of hell. So does the Black Shuck exist? If you live in the UK, have you ever seen the Black Shuck? Or maybe you've heard stories from friends and family about their own encounters with this demonic hound. I would love to know. I think the idea of cryptids is a very interesting one, and one that I don't discount entirely. I do believe it is very possible that there are spirits or interdimensional beings that are able to manifest themselves into various different creatures and animals here in our reality. So I do think it is possible that these spectral creatures really do exist. I think it's interesting that there are so many sightings over such a long period of time as well. And what's interesting is that as far as I know, I've never seen a wolf, a coyote, or any other dog, for that matter, that has had glowing red eyes. And if in fact people are seeing this hound with glowing red eyes like fire, I think that's a, a hard observation to get wrong. So maybe people really are encountering this spectral hellhound in the wild. Is the black shuck really a guardian? Or is it there? simply inflict terror on its victims. I guess we'll never know. That is where the Lights Out journey for 2022 ends. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Lights Out. Please, let me know your thoughts on the Black Shuck or your stories of your encounters below. There's one thing you can do for me that really helps me out and helps the show. And that's just making sure you're following the show on Spotify. It takes two seconds. doesn't cost you anything. Also, if you wouldn't mind heading over to Apple Podcasts, hitting subscribe there, and subscribing to our YouTube channel, I would greatly appreciate it. But Lights Out will be off for a week, and then I'll be returning with Austin here in the new year. Have a safe, very fun-filled, spooky new year. I'll see you soon. Until then, lights out, everybody. <laughs>